Sisters, on this, our fifth GMG VGBCSC, or Good Morning Guys, video game book club spoiler cast of 2021. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we continue talking about the Bioshock series, this time focusing on the sequels of one, no, <laughs> one is not a sequel, focusing on the sequels of two and infinite. I'm one of your hosts tonight, the Brazilian Rapture-Near and transition splicer Lucas Hamswisher. And I am joined again by not one, but two special return guests. First, our now four-peat guest on the show, the Canadian Big Daddy himself, and the nicest guy I know, Chris The Rock Kerwin. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Glad to have you here. Uh, and then next to him, uh, our now mutual friend, my now mutual friend, or yeah, just a mutual friend now, thanks to Chris. Uh, who's on a quest for nostalgia by day and definitely, most certainly, rescuing little sisters by night. And, you know, also a West Virginian, a Southern <laughs> West Virginia, as I just found out. And I would say now is probably the second nicest person I know. Dylan Tenenbaum Oak. Hello, hello. Glad to have you, buddy, uh, for us again. Glad you came back. Um, I hope you guys are ready to talk about all things Bioshock two and infinite uh just in case some people stumbled upon our podcast or they stumbled upon this twitch stream whatever why don't you guys take a few moments and just tell people uh just real quick who you are actually we're just going to sum it all up in one question that you can answer that will help everyone to get to know you are you ready okay who is your daddy and what does he do <laughs> is that a kindergarten cop reference that is a kindergarten cut reference. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. It's like one of my favorite favorite movies by Arnold. Oh sure. man, it's it's a classic. So no, really, what who's your daddy and what does he do? Uh that's a harder one for me. <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't have an answer that my mom is really cool. All right, that works too. <laughs> who's your so, mommy and what yeah, does she do? Yeah, my mom is a wonderful na lady named Laura and she uh, works at a dentist's office as a nice. like a office manager for two different locations and yeah she's she's the best she's the best all around you know for sure nice yeah. all right chris your turn well my dad's a retired er doctor and wow. he, he's awesome and uh, yeah you know uh I, I like the thing that if if my life is a quarter of what he's achieved i'll have made it nice <laughs> nice nice well my dad his name's chuck and he is a retired pharmacist so yep and then back in the day i used to be his drug runner and i would deliver <laughs> medicine to uh you know the sick and the elderly throughout yeah, lucas uh, actually rode with balto through the mountains and uh delivered medicine that's correct during the winter i definitely yes. had a sled dog team in west virginia yes, uh, it was fantastic stop smallpox and polio yep that's what we did that's what we had to do is wait is that a, an age joke are you saying i'm, <laughs> no, I'm really no. old that was that, just uh, that was back in the day drug running in pharmacy <laughs> back in the day uh but yeah no seriously guys um we are just here to talk about bioshock but uh for those that don't know 
uh, Dylan Quest for Nostalgia is a, uh, a fellow Twitch streamer and content creator on YouTube. Uh, Chris, as you may or may not know, is just a great joiner and uh, <laughs> a friend. He, he is a Twitch streamer as well, but he keeps it simple and yep. just likes to hang out, likes to chat about video games, chat about life. And uh, we're just here to do that tonight. So let's jump right in. Warning to all those who have not played mm-hmm. Bioshock 2 and Infinite, we're spoiling this from the get-go. There's no beating around the bush. There's no going to be no spoiler-free review or anything like that. We're just going to jump right in. So if you have not played these games, what are you doing? Pause this. Go play yeah. <laughs> Bioshock 2. Go play Bioshock Infinite. It's worth your time. Mm-hmm. It's, they're, they're great games, great stories. And then you can resume this uh, podcast. But and if you're we, not against... Go ahead. We may spay, spoil one and the DLCs too. So anything Bioshock... Yeah, just, that's true. Just hit pause and come back later. Exactly. Well, guys, let's uh, go ahead and uh, I guess we should plug part one of this if you haven't listened to the bioshock yeah, one spoiler true cast, also yeah. check that out it'll kind of be disjointed if you don't but if you want to you know fly by the seat of your pants if you want to be like ronnie one of our co-hosts <laughs> of the gmg podcast who watched uh infinity war avengers infinity war first and then watched all the rest of the marvel movies you can be an agent of chaos i guess but <laughs> yeah do it at your own risk that's a that's a cold shower yeah, right there. If you haven't seen it's... anything else, and you start with that, for sure, yeah. it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so let's start with Bioshock Two, guys. Uh, it was released by Two K Marin, or just Two K. Uh, it was not directed by the same director of Bioshock One, Kevin Levine. Kevin, no, Ken Levine. It was directed by Jordan Thomas. I have no idea who that person is, but they're the one that directed it. Um, it has an eighty-eight Metacritic, which isn't bad. That's a really good score. Um, but it did not sell as well as the original, around mm-hmm. 3 million copies to Bioshock 1's 4 to 5 million, uh, at least within the first few months of release. I think since then it's probably sold a little more, but not a whole bunch more. Um, it's set after Bioshock 1, around 1958. You play as a big daddy from the beginning. You know, we talked about in Bioshock 1 how you actually take the, the suit of a big daddy and kind of turn yourself into one. This one, you're a big daddy from the beginning. Uh, subject Delta, you wake up uh, 10 years after you've been killed and uh, you, you pretty much go on this very linear adventure as opposed to the Metroidvania that we talked about in the first one. Uh, and you're kind of like guided by Tenenbaum from the first one and then a new character, August Sinclair. Uh, what did you guys think of the first, uh, let's just say the, the opening and, and opening cinematic, the opening hour of the game? What did you guys think of that, Dylan? Go ahead. Yeah. So for me, it starts off really strong. Uh, So you had mentioned that it is 2K Merlin or whatever. And um, that actually is a big deal, right? So that's a a different branch of 2K that took up the mantle. You know, there was a a completely new team. And so that was so amazing to get this one because they did it seamlessly. I mean, they really stayed so true to the aesthetic, the feel, everything. I don't know how much of like the assets that they already had from, you know, one were able to carry over into two, like what, what they were able to do, say, even designing the game wise, like, did they already have the model for this or that, or did this team have to kind of look at the game and recreate it from the ground up? I don't really know how that went, but Mm -hmm. if they, either way, they just did it so seamlessly. I I mentioned, um, 
I did a, a YouTube video called Best First Person Shooter on my Quest for Nostalgia channel. And that's a, a, a retrospective review of Bioshock as well without it being spoilers. But as I'm walking in that video, I say like, oh gosh, this, this game is so gorgeous. You know, I just love to stop and look. Well, there's this poster in that scene. When I came into Bioshock 2, you walk through this like storage closet very early on. And that poster that was in the middle of that video is like laying in the corner over there. And it's like, so they clearly used like very, you know, specific items from Bioshock 1 and brought it yeah. into there. And so like things like that were just so impressive to me. It just kept the feel of the city and just, just kept it going. And I thought that that was absolutely amazing. So going into it, I... I kind of got this blend of like, I forgot whether or not I remembered anything of two from playing when I was younger to playing again, you know, this year, I couldn't remember if I was thinking of the ending of Bioshock one, where you're a big daddy or the gameplay that I had of being two as a big daddy, you know, I just kind of muddled everything for me and just couldn't really remember, but it was so long ago for doing two that it was almost a complete blank canvas again, either way. And I had a really good time with it. I, I really enjoyed it. And, I, if you had didn't, if you told me it was a uh, the same team, I would have believed you. You know, I would have never known that it was a new group of yeah. people that took up the mantle. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It it definitely had the same feel. Um, and you know, you you mentioned, you know, using similar assets or having things that I think it was more a matter of they wanted to keep it familiar, like connect you to the first game by not changing. You know, the look. I mean, Rapture actually looked more deteriorated in the second one, but at the same time, I thought it looked more dynamic more vibrant mm-hmm. uh, more beautiful i i could tell from playing one to playing two the 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 improvement of graphics the improvement mm-hmm. of sound was mm-hmm. I, I thought it was great like it was way better uh you know listening on my headphones to where the water would hit the helmet of the big your big daddy helmet mm-hmm. like it felt like water was hitting my head and like it was yeah when you go under like a little waterfall or something it was it was really impressive i thought it was really good the atmosphere and they added this layer of verticality to two that now that yeah. i'm thinking about it so when you were saying that yeah talking about you know the upgrade from one to two in the aesthetic of the the buildings and stuff like that that actually i think comes from the fact that there was now two layers to so many things you could walk up a stair set and now you're on the balcony and you could walk all the way around the balcony and look down into right. these areas whereas in mm-hmm. one now that i'm thinking back to them like you don't really go up on a above level. You're almost always on one floor yeah. level, you know, and or it's that, enclosed. That's really it. If yeah. it has stairs, it's enclosed. Yeah, and yeah no, you're exactly. moving levels the kind of when you take the stairs. So I, I was thinking, yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, that that, that yeah. really did. Yeah, I remember in, in those apartments, uh, the, you would see enemies and you'd go up there. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that's about when I, I've, I found that re- regular enemies were pretty spongy. What we talked about at the last episode, it was right. I I I have these these apartments where you know they they were normal splicers and and uh, they they would en- empty my clip and it was it was interesting to to hear how you you, you didn't feel that at all. So we we played differently. Probably mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't upgrade the right stuff, I guess. But uh, for from from the opening, I I really uh i i really dug the the drill yeah pun intended but mm-hmm. um the you know that that 
I, I think my son was not too far and I was like, oof, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're, That's you're, you're drilling someone in the stomach from the get go. And it's, it's, yeah. It is, uh, yeah, pretty uh, gruesome, but, uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting weapon, like, uh, running out of gas instead of bullets. And, uh, right. it was, uh, it, it was a good twist and, uh, d definitely a, a really powerful, close-up melee weapon yeah 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 for sure yeah i would say in the opening the biggest thing i felt was i felt more empowered from the beginning mm -hmm. like you know you talk about that drill talking about you know being a big daddy from the beginning like they're like the worst enemies the toughest enemies i mean even tougher than you know uh the final boss of bioshock one the the big daddies are the ones that scare you the most yeah and so to be one in the second one and just kind of start that journey in which it's very like you're very much a big daddy the entire time. And I mean, that comes with positives and negatives, but, but at the beginning I felt very empowered. I, I felt like I immediately recognized that the, your guns and your, I'm already forgetting cause I'm looking ahead to Bioshock Infinite, your, your powers. Uh, it's not vigors. It's what is the name of your, um, your hand, your magic and stuff like a oh, plasma. Yeah. yeah plasmids your plasmids and your you know your your ice powers your fire powers yeah. like it it i they they changed the gameplay or the the mechanics to where you could use them at the same time and it wasn't like switching hands on mm. the screen it was they were both there and mm. you could you could fire the electric and immediately shoot your gun and mm -hmm. um that complementariness of the of the i guess the magic and the guns was was really cool in the second one i immediately recognized that i enjoyed it the gunplay way more in the second one than i did in the first one um, and so, you know, we get into the, I guess the, the meat and potatoes of the game, and you're pretty much on a journey to reunite with your original little sister, because in that world, as a big daddy, you're connected in such a way that you will die if you're not, yeah. uh, if you're not like in proximity to, uh, your little sister. So as project Delta, your goal is pretty much to go from point A and get to point B, wherever your, your little sister is. Uh, you know, it's 10 years later, so she's more like a big sister, which we'll talk about big sisters in a second. Mm -hmm. okay. But uh, you you take the journey then to go and to find your your little sister. And along the way, you meet a different lieutenants, different characters that uh, help you get to the next part and then also give you decisions to make because you can either let them live or kill them. Like you have Grace Holloway, who's the first one you meet, mm -hmm. who's uh, Lamb's lieutenant. And Lamb being the mother of the little sister that you know from in the game she pretty much kills you and takes her daughter back um but then you meet a reporter stanley pool a scientist gilbert uh and father simon wales who's a really crazy priest kind of guy that yeah was crazy but uh what did you guys think of you know going to each new area engaging in the pretty much of these boss battles like it was pretty like it was almost like levels of mario like you just pretty much were going taking a it's pretty linear path it was not as metroidvania as the first yeah. one um i don't know if you, you guys think start of that? off again go ahead yeah. um because it's funny uh, you say that it, it's it's very linear and going through that and it's like it's i didn't even realize that i wasn't doing metroidvania stuff in this one now that you're saying it i'm like yeah. wow you're, he's actually really right about this but i didn't get that feeling just because i had plasmids and things like that again so it did feel like Right. Uh, maybe your collectibles and things like that. There was still puzzles 
of melting things or yeah, there know, was. electrifying things. So that I feel like that still gave me the feel that I was yeah. investigating in an area, even if it wasn't necessarily like the only way to get through said path is by doing that. You know, I did feel like I was still doing the Metroidvania stuff, but yeah. thinking about it, it's like, yeah, you get to an area, you have to wait for the train, you get to the area, get to the next train and, and things like and that. I don't, I don't think it's a knock. Like for me, I appreciate both versions of that. I mean, it, it's still telling a, a pretty linear story. And I think Bioshock original, even though it was a Metroidvania, quote unquote, it's still mm-hmm. told a linear story. Like yeah. you still had to progress things. There's not like there were side missions. There weren't many yeah. side missions in the first one. So uh, but yeah, the train very much gave it that linear feel like, okay, I got to yeah. do what I got to do in this world, this area, get the train to where For I can sure. go then to the next area. And so it was much more on the nose this time, but not enough. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I have a a love for collectathons. Uh, that was something that right. I really loved as a kid, Spyro, things like that, uh, where you do get this hub world type thing and it tells you how many things you have to collect, how many dragons yeah. that you need to save, how many gems are there in the whole level to clear out, right? And so Bioshock also does that for me where it'll if you pause, you see how many little sisters have been saved. Yeah. And then each of the little sisters had its own like, all right, let's harvest three people. And then you can let your little sister go. And that counts as being saved. So that aspect of it, I really enjoyed that going through Hmm. and having a little sister around, you know, and she's like sucking the Eve out of this dead body over here. And you're now doing this wave based combat of protecting her. Um, Again, we all talked about playing differently. I played super melee heavy on this one. Every like plasmid you know option or every uh you know the little perks that you can add on to your skills kind of thing mm-hmm. i lend i led so much of a, a melee path boosting all uh, melee things uh using less gas abilities and things like that and so i mean i was just this devastating thing that would be hiding behind a wall letting the little sister be over here doing the eve and then just punching things as it came through as they walked around you the, know, the area and so i had a, a really good time playing this kind of melee version mm-hmm. of bioshock yeah. as opposed That's to the first time i played really shooty um this time i played it way way different really utilized that that big drill aspect of it yeah. and then cool things like you know the trap rivet type gun where you could set those oh, up yeah. before while you're, really you're doing cool. this so so i definitely enjoyed how they did these layouts you know these the kind of things where you're, you're doing this kind of protector not not necessarily what is that called where Tower yeah, defense. kind of babysitting yeah kind of it was kind of like tower defense yeah for sure. but it's it's like uh like escort escort, escort exactly yeah. it didn't yeah, feel so... as escorty like because she wasn't moving around yeah. it was defense but it still technically was kind of an escort mission so i i really enjoyed uh the way that they did that level design and then you talked about how there's these different lieutenants that you deal with i love that that became the decision on whether or not you harvest or whatever as well you right. know it kind of gave you a new decision making thing and yeah. so uh i chose to save the or not to to not hurt the you know this this older black woman who was in charge of the first yeah. area you mm-hmm. know yeah. i decided to let her her go and she kind of like calls off her minions you know as opposed to saying you know she's like you know i can't protect you from everywhere but i'll let them know like all right you know he he's safe you know even though she kind of antagonizes you to kill her she's like come on get it done with you know whatever and this you know and like actually i'm i'm really not here for that i'm just trying to get to my little sister or my you know 
whatever my my daughter type thing yeah, yeah. i get to sophia sophia lamb yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting because, you know, those those collectathons to me and it's it's my own fault. Like I know uh it's not as if I played it when it came out and I I paid full price and I wanted to take my time with it. I you know, we do this book club. We we have a schedule to maintain and we <laughs> we just decided to play the trilogy in the time that was allowed for just BioShock 1. So my you know i was rushing it a little bit and um the fact that i had to redo the defending the little sister mm. sometimes three times sometimes four times in a section and i saw that on the map and i was like again like that's mm. padding to me okay and so so but you know if it's it's a completely different perspective like it would it looked like you were playing hide and seek and having fun you know, so the the more the merrier you're you're yeah. enjoying it, and I was just trying to rush to get to the end of the game a, as soon as possible, so I didn't enjoy the the copy paste repetition of those moments, especially when you you see on the map that you you have so many to do in different areas and everything. I was like, oh, seriously, but uh, mix that with the sponginess, it it. it it, it felt a bit like a drag for me personally, but it's 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 definitely not um, a knock against the game. It's more the 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 head headspace I was when when I did my playthrough. So I take it you enjoyed the change in hacking though in this to where it sped up that because like the hacking was really cool in Bioshock yeah. One of with the pipes, yeah. but man, after after you did it five <laughs> times, you're like you know, trying to go as fast as you're like, you know, yeah. moving all your pipes as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. And in this one, you had the meter, you know, much, all, much yeah, faster. It's just skill, meter skill based, you know? Like, and so I was, I'm guessing that was so much better for you. If you're yeah. trying to go fast, you're like, Oh my gosh, thank God. I don't have to do pipe yeah. after pipe after pipe. Oh, you yeah. know, I could just no, those... go think, you know, radar gun across there. You shoot the camera and you're like, good yeah. to go. Exactly. But yeah. even the yeah, even the game, the little mini game of matching it in the green area, like I even like the extra little blue area, mm -hmm. and it yeah, would me give too. you bonuses. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I got to get that blue at least once, if not twice mm -hmm. or three times, depending mm -hmm. on how many options they gave. Yeah, I definitely like the hacking more. Um, I really do feel like you know, once I got that in Bioshock Two with the the wavy line and clicking it on the right color, mm -hmm. uh, looking back then at one, I was like, one is so clunky with the, the pipe spinning and yeah. the, it just interrupts. It's more of a like, puzzle. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is more of a puzzle, but it just feels, I don't know. It just felt clunky going, looking at it, you know, mm -hmm. with the hindsight. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm, I'm going to have to lean towards Chris as well with the, the escort missions with the little sisters. I actually went evil on this game because I did not have the patience, even even not even taking into consideration the the time frame. Like I got to get this yeah. game done so I we can we can talk about it. Like I enjoyed the game and I I wanted to take my time with the story, but but I felt like every I feel like every little sister escort should have been just one body, mm -hmm. then collect it, put her in the tube, you're done. Mm -hmm. If if it had been that, I would have done it. But it was like two. Sometimes three times you had to like walk her over. And uh, I'll grant it, the little sisters are cute and, and they are morbid. Like some of the things they said, like you went like when you'd cook some people with the the flame hands, 
they'd be like, "Ooh, marshmallows, Mister, <laughs> Mister, Mister. What did he? What did Bubbles she call? Or whatever Mister Bubbles, yeah. marshmallows. Or like when you shocked them with the electricity, <laughs> yeah. she'd be like, "Ooh, they're dancing, Mister Bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the little comments they would make were so funny. But at the same time, I just didn't, I didn't enjoy the escort mm-hmm. part of it. Like, find the body, get the stuff out, so we can move on. I want to, you know, I want the yeah. story. I want to. I don't want these." copy and paste escort missions but uh and the trail could be super confusing so you get this kind of like scent if you have it if you haven't played it or or whatever and you're still watching trail there was this kind of like scent trail of like where the dead body was to go there and sometimes it would go different ways like you get to one area and then it's taking you to a different because there's multiple dead bodies around the world to be able to use you'd have to just do one or the other and so yeah it's like i can definitely understand that for sure yeah but along with that Every time you would, you know, once you would take care of so many little sisters, whether you would harvest them or you would, you know, free them and like do the little thing where you touch mm-hmm. them on the forehead and they're healed or, yeah. uh, I did not enjoy the harvesting animation, like where you pretty much like you rip a suck fish the out, of them, out of them, suck the life out of them, a little, yeah. little salamander comes. I don't know. It's weird. I never did but, it. So I don't even know. I didn't. Yeah. I you don't, that. you don't want Me to, neither. it's not, it's not very nice, but it was way. I can't faster. believe you went evil. Right. It just, we talked about this last episode. I know. And <laughs> it just got, it got so old. It was, it was kind of like moving boxes in Uncharted for me, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but once you took care of so many little sisters, whether you did it the nice way or the bad way, like me, um, you would eventually encounter big sisters. Now, let me tell you, this was a cool addition, I thought, mm-hmm. to yeah. the Bioshock universe. And these were, I thought they were even scarier than Big Daddies. The velocity they were cool. They would make and yeah. the, the yeah. quickness yeah. and all the stuff they were flipping around doing acrobatics and stuff. Mm-hmm. So cool. I really yeah. like they were they were terrifying, I thought. Yeah. Even yeah. on easy, I was like scared hiding in a corner, just like, come on, I'm ready for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it's my favorite I part like of the bosses were they were too easy to kill though. So like I didn't have this kind of bullet sponge feel to them. I feel like I melted them, and so it felt like I don't know. I almost wish it was an overcompassing character. Like I don't know if you have you guys played the Resident Evils one and um, two any of the new yeah, ones or anything like that. One, two, three. One, two, okay, so you, two and three are the ones that mainly have, say, Nemesis or Mr. X or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. right. These characters that are constantly patrolling the area that, that give you this sense of dread. The first time you see the, the big sister, you're like, oh my gosh, right? I wish that it had been one singular big sister that was constantly this thing yeah. that, you yeah, know, coming back. maybe... Maybe you could injure it and then it would back off and go heal or something, right? Like not, and they would be multiple fights like that, as mm-hmm. opposed to you kind of wrecking it, you know, for me, it was a simple fight and I would melt this thing. And then I'm like, man, you know, like it was always the sense of dread in the beginning. But then after the the first few fights, I really didn't have that that feeling towards it. I think there was a time where you fight two of them near the end as well. Yeah. And like, I just they they kind of lost it for me with that i mm-hmm. really would have preferred one singular character that was just this kind yeah. of scary thing like if you popped around a door and you saw it like tink 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 you know that you're like nah, i'm good i'm not gonna not gonna yeah. fight this thing i could see that for sure and then by the time you get to the end and your little sister becomes a big sister um you know and mine became a very uh a very twisted big sister <laughs> uh and your guys's was probably a little more 
even killed you got the good ending that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and and i think that's a really cool part of the game which you kind of got at the end of bioshock one but but this one was more personal in the fact that all the decisions you made then decided what kind of big sister mm-hmm. you were going to have that's interesting and uh yeah mine was mine was hungry for that's funny because i also didn't use my my big sister so like she had had this ability to be like call me and call me in Mm -hmm. and like i'm like punching everything like i don't need you you're good stay safe you know whatever (laughs) and just like crushing everything and like had no i don't think i used her but maybe the very end when like water is filling up in that like area i think i barely used her i should have used her more yeah she was fun she was uh, they were very powerful I, I, I don't think I, you know, I, I was playing on easy. So also it wasn't a huge deal. Uh, it wasn't scary, but just the, the way, the way they talk also like the, their, um, I don't know. It's like that, that Darth, Darth Vader, like, mm-hmm. like she's talking through a mask and, and yeah. saying crazy stuff and jumping around. Like I, I, they had a really good, good feel to them. And I, I feel like if I played on normal or hard, I would have been scared and hiding for sure. 100%. I'm a wuss when it comes to that stuff. So even on easy, I'm like, I mean, I played Last of Us 2 using all the accessibility options. <laughs> like I was pretty much invisible and I was still scared walking around like, you know, just running into all the creepy stuff. The atmosphere for I guess me can't makes too. everything worse. No, we can't. Uh, so... I'm going to say shivs uh, were really powerful in two compared to one. So I thought that was with the the clickers. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, so by the time you get through the whole journey of Bioshock 2, there's no real huge twist other than your actions kind of guided your little sister to what yeah. big, kind of big sister she would be. Uh, what did you guys think of of the whole journey of the end? Uh, you guys got the good end, so mm-hmm. the relationship with her this? was really nice. I find uh, it's it's a it's a nice change of pace. Like I appreciated that, but overall, a bit more, uh, maybe a bit more forgetful in terms of story compared to one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty so, straightforward. So for me, um, I think you you did a you get a good job of um, them going a little bit more into say the training of these little sisters, right. Of, right. of what they it do. becomes to get this harvesting of like, like you kind of see how they brainwash these kids into like, you're saying they're like, Oh, he's dancing. And like, you're, you're actually kind of learning about how they brainwash these kids into being these harvesting things. Cause you go into their classrooms and things like that. in this one, yeah. um, mm-hmm. there, there's some different adventure modes. And then you also learn that you have this almost manipulated, um, character again. So your sister, it, your, your little, little sister is actually manipulating you. You know, you find out that she has the power to control you really and, and right. getting you to come to her. So it was like, Oh, cool. It was different than the original manipulation. And, you know, but it was cool that they still tied that in there in a new way. Mm-hmm, so yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that when she's like in the chamber, you know, and you first hear, I think that's when there was a two sister fight um, in that room when you first come up and you're trying to figure out how to get her out of that room. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think the lady tries to kill her to try to kill you. Doesn't she like stab? Yeah, she, she stabs does. your, your little sister to try to get 
you yeah. to die, your connection to yeah, break, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so that's when you realize that that connection is so strong that like <clears throat> she does have this power over you to t- kind of get you to come do whatever. But then you also get that power of being a little sister for a little bit. So that scene yeah. where like you're now in, in this like gray area and you become the little sister climbing through the tubes and stuff like that. I thought yeah. that was a fun Fun that was change. a fun little thing but yeah. yeah you saw their perspective on how nice everything looks to them yeah. and yeah then it, exactly. like you have these flashes of reality where it's like oh it's mm-hmm. not nice yep yep yeah exactly like different i think like even rats and stuff like that were just you know they're like different. little yeah they're totally yeah. different yeah yeah one last thing to touch on like last last podcast on on bioshock one we talked about how you guys, uh, or at least you, Dylan, I think you de- deactivated the the helmet, like yes. seeing yeah. so the overlay. Two, I 100% took the filter off of yeah. uh, the scuba suit. So I went back because I never noticed that ever. And mm-hmm. I went back to see my VOD and it was it was there. And yeah. I and even took me a while to see it. It's really, really thin all around it's yeah. not like really hiding like mm-hmm. i guess when yeah. you control and control one in bioshock one mm-hmm. yeah so it, it really didn't bother me because I, I i never noticed it ever yeah, yeah i thought it was much more uh subtle uh, it was subtle yeah in the second one the first one it was like it closed like yeah about like a third of the screen was consumed by this helmet yeah. like oh man Poor i'm glad hole. this is temporary but in the second one i didn't think it was the helmet wasn't that bad but yeah, you get to the end, and for me, mine was my my little sister Sophia. She pretty much decided, you know, you do what it takes to survive, and that's what I taught her to do. <laughs> uh, I didn't get the worst ending because I did save some of the little sisters, mm-hmm. and so I got kind of a neutral one where I, you know, I taught her to do whatever it takes to survive. But then at the end, I didn't let her revive me. I sacrificed myself, and. So she kind of ended with, you know, I I do what it takes to survive, but I can still, you know, have hope. And like, you know, it's all rainy and dark at the end when you're sitting on the boat after you float to the surface mm-hmm. and then like sunlight pierces through the, 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 the clouds and then you die or then your Delta dies. And so that's how kind of my ending was uh, kind of like a neutral positive ending with hope um, kind of deal. So. But you guys got like the real good ending because you saved all the sisters and all that. I saved stuff. all the sisters. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, I can't really remember. All I remember is the <laughs> the lady that tried to kill our little sister or whatever still escaped with us or something like that. We had like let her come with us, I guess. Yeah, no, I, she I died in she died in mine. Yeah, I think she came with us, didn't she? I mean, yeah, I, she does. She survives in the good ending. Yeah, Sophia, I think so. I remember Sophia that. Lets her live. Yeah, I think that that's what mine showed was like that, that she ended up coming with us. And I was like, eh, okay. You know, I still end up killing the the crazy people. So like, I think Sophia Lamb was the only one that I saved out of the other people, but the other people that were corrupt, like that, because you, you had multiple people through different train stations, right? Like yeah. the one that was locked behind the door in the train station. Yeah you find out that he was really messed up, right? Like he, I yeah. can't remember what he was doing. The scientist. But- maybe but he was doing something yeah. and i remember I the killing guy him. behind the glass that's uh, uh apparently that's some guy he's called surface some some like uh surface jimmy or something like that and he actually found rapture 
by mistake doing some diving there mm. and uh he was he was put in prison in one and you you see him in one and then in, in two um that's that's who you see like i i think he was uh he was even one of the first big daddies this guy mm. and uh, but yeah i i just remember the other ones had enough stuff on them that i was like no they're 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 dead but sophia lamb in the beginning i was like okay you can live so i don't know if that affected my thing but i don't think it did uh, i think i still got a good ending and like I said yeah save the the one lady but yeah like but chris had already nodded to this in the beginning that it's a more forgetful story mm -hmm. um i don't know what makes it less impactful um it, they did a good job of the fact that the story could have played without bioshock one so i think that you could have been a yeah. newcomer to bioshock 2 and now that you're not the main character again you know you're a completely new character coming yeah. in you could really have learned the story of two without one you know you could right. have learned why are these because these are new kids that have been stolen from the surface and brought back down right yeah. like that was the whole premise of these little sisters these aren't little sisters that were being born in rapture these yeah. were kids that were being stolen from the surface and brought to rapture yeah. yeah you know and so it's like it's a whole new storyline that it, as much as it does benefit you to play bioshock one first i think mm. that it, it could have held its own on you know on that and maybe they would have found it more impactful you know or more memorable because they didn't experience how great the first story was yeah and it's yep. the 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 kind of recap i watched about like the overarching story and everything really gets into the details of of how it looked from the surface too because basically in in a really quick nutshell he uh uh andy rand or iron or iron. <laughs> the founder yeah, the rand the rand guy yeah, yeah. The, the the founder of rapture basically um now that's uh, the isn't that the real life person that the the book that uh that it's based off of it's andrew ryan andrew ryan yeah yeah rapture, yeah so yeah. so he he basically secretly built everything because he wanted to get away from the normal world and so he had to get a, a lot of resources and a lot of secretive people to go work on all of that and uh, then he sent invites to all uh, really smart people and successful people. So you would get an invitation to go to the secret place. So like the idea behind everything was was really cool. Uh, but then those people would disappear because they would accept the invitation. So for the people on the surface, there were these mass uh, disappearances of mm -hmm. famous people. Then it all stopped. And a couple of years later, it's a mass disappearance of little girls everywhere. Gotcha. Like no more adults, but like that's yeah. that, that's a cool uh, connecting feature of the two where like from, from a perspective from the surface, it's like, oh, it's happening again, but they're not going after the same people yeah. at all. Like they, people were mm -hmm. making theories of what was happening to these people. That's pretty cool. That's crazy. I never, never thought of that or noticed yeah. that. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty much Bioshock 2. And that will then, we'll just roll right into Bioshock Infinite, which was released uh, some years later. Mm -hmm. I think it, I actually didn't look at the numbers on this, but I think it was at least 
five years later, maybe five or six years later is there's definitely a decent chunk of time between Bioshock two and infinite, but it was released by two K as uh, the original was. And Ken Levine returned for Bioshock infinite. Um, I played this one originally in 2015 and full disclosure, I didn't play it again. I refreshed myself on the story because I love the story in this one. Mm -hmm. This this Bioshock Infinite story is my favorite of all three stories. Um, but I'm going to rely on you guys to talk about the gameplay or details involved with with the gunplay and vigors and all that jazz. But uh, this one uh, sold big. It sold 11 million copies and got a 93-94 on Metacritic. Did a did a decent job. And I think it uh, it's kind of like The Witcher 3. In the in terms of there were two decent games that came before, but it's the third one that really yep. I think solidified it for no. like the, the the populace. I think for the majority <laughs> of people, Bioshock Infinite established Why, it. And wh- which series do you disagree on, Dylan? Which I'm just saying, I I, I like one in this trilogy as yeah. the most. So it's like yeah, I can't say that this is the you know the best in the series. The, you know the accumulation, but hey, if it no, I'm not the Metacritic and the the stuff. I'm saying more in the sense of more people have played Infinite than have people have played Bioshock One, is what I'm saying. Okay. And so it's getting the whole like, you know, Witcher Three treatment where people are going back and then they're going back and playing One and Two or talking about okay. it or, but it's uh, the numbers in terms of what sold is like double uh, gotcha. for Bioshock Infinite as opposed to Bioshock One and definitely even more for Bioshock even less for Bioshock Two. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, I, I think Bioshock 1 and Bioshock Infinite have very different, similar, but very different stories and feels oh, yeah. to their oh, stories yeah, and, and what what it looks like. So, but yeah, let's jump into Bioshock 1, or Bioshock 1, no, Bioshock Infinite. Infinite. Um, it's actually set before yeah. uh, Bioshock 1 and 2, back in 1912. You play as Booker DeWitt, um, and you go to the city in the sky, Columbia, um, and you're sent to rescue a woman, Elizabeth, from the clutches of her captor, Zachary Hale Comstock. And you pretty much fight your way through the clouded city uh, using guns, vigors, and your skyhook, which pretty much has the same effect as the drill from two, mm-hmm. as in it makes a big bloody mess when you use it on people's faces. Um, but yeah, so what did you guys think? Uh, just like with two, what did you guys think of the opening for Bioshock Infinite? And this time we're going to start with Chris. Mix it up a bit. All right. So, so um, it was funny because on on stream I was I was telling uh, people that I I am so glad that this is uh, way lighter. It's not dark anymore, and there's no carnival stuff. And I turn a corner, and I'm in a carnival. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't last long, you know. I, it's back. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's not like those. Uh, <laughs> uh i don't know what of values circus of values like yeah it was i i don't know if they had like recurring vending machines that were kind of like that they did they made statue ones where they're like big like military busts and stuff like that That, yeah they had some recurring ones with little music and jingles and yeah but it was anyways it was much lighter i i really liked the 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 feel like i you know the the uh the, the colors and and being in the sky everything's blue instead of dark and it it was really nice and uh for sure um you know i think they perfected the mechanics the guns felt nice also one little 
fun thing I did for that playthrough is that I, I wasn't going for the platinum, but I saw that there were trophy for so many kills with each gun. So I ver I varied the guns a lot. Like I, I when nice. I had the trophy, I would swap it and I had a lot of fun trying them all out. And uh, um, so yeah, gameplay wise, really cool. Again, I didn't use the powers very much. Uh, Come on, Chris. <laughs> Use those powers, man. They have really cool powers in this one, like Shock Jockey. And, uh, and I'm trying to think like Possession. There's the Possession one that I can't remember the name yeah. of, but where you could have people fight for you. And, mm -hmm. yep. and the robot yeah, there's some cool ones. Like that. Yeah, yeah, for me, it was all about the headshots, just using <laughs> the, the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> you and those headshots. So, uh, yeah, and, and like story-wise, uh, like extremely, extremely interesting like uh intriguing uh yeah. like I, I i i'm sure we'll get in the story a bit later but you know that 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 intrigued me from the get-go and i i didn't feel like i was left out not knowing enough um you know there, there are still some recordings you have to listen to mm -hmm. um there were those things that you had to watch, like those old movies that mm -hmm. I never, yeah. I personally didn't. Look into. Yes, yes. Like for for me, they 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 weren't super fun to watch. I was always left like, okay, that like, is this? Am I gonna see at one point something really cool? But I, I guess it's like really historical pieces and uh, yeah. But the 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 story is is really really nice and and this time he's got a voice as compared to right. uh, the other games the silent protagonist uh, yeah yeah and uh yeah it's it's you you, you really want to know what what's that mission it starts really weird they, they drop you off uh, a boat and you need to save the girl and uh, or bring back the girl to pay your debt and right. um yeah from from then on you're you're trying to to see what's going on and those those two characters uh the 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 twins um yep are are really weird and interesting uh you you want to know why why they appear everywhere and uh how they appear everywhere it's, yeah 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 and uh yeah there's there's crazy that's one game uh I think that having the time you can you can go down a rabbit hole and, and really analyze every little thing and replay it and there's amazing replay value because they put so much thought into every little thing and that story is just crazy, completely crazy, but it makes sense, you know. Uh Ken Ken Levine really, really put work into this and, and he's He's uh he's got a big brain, so it it, it came out like, you know, you you could, as much as he probably liked Atlas Shrugged, he 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 made like a masterpiece of a story, I think, in this one. Yeah. So uh, how about you, Dylan? What did you think of the the opening, the progression of the story, the gameplay, all the above? Yeah. Just yeah so uh for me one this actually took me probably three maybe four goes to to get through um so i had actually played it when it first came out 
And, but that was also at around a time where I was still so wrapped up into things like, you know, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, you know, into my COD days, back in college and stuff like that. I was always playing multiplayer games with my friends. And then you see this shooter, which I had already loved, Bioshock. And I was like, oh, Bioshock Infinite, this is going to be awesome. I'm sure I had grabbed a copy back then as well and tried to start it. But then, you know, I got through, say, the first, I don't know, two hours of it back in the day. And then the next night, like, oh, my brother's like, hey, do you want to play some, you know, whatever that is? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. So then I go play games with him, right? And I kind of, then I forget to load Bioshock Infinite back up, you know, and then it goes a few months by and I'm like, oh man, I really need to give Bioshock Infinite a try. And I go back, I'm like, oh, I should probably start back over. I don't remember any of these mechanics. And so I do the first two hours again. And then the next day I don't hop back on and it got this, this kind of weird rinse and repeat of me not making it through the beginning. It never sunk its teeth into me in the beginning of the game uh, mm-hmm. until this time. Now, I'm such a different gamer. I don't do, you know, these kind of like online multiplayer stuff anymore. I've been so into heavy story-based games, JRPGs and RPGs now that going into this was like, oh, sweet. I'm getting a first-person shooter with a great story again. You know, now I'm getting the best of both worlds. My shooter days plus my now new story days. And it really did give me this wow factor, this now this go that I gave it because it's almost unfair to Bioshock 2 that Bioshock 1 gives you rapture and then Bioshock Infinite gives you this cloud city. This created this underwater civilization like you'd never seen before, gave you atmosphere, sounds, music, you know, the lighting, everything was fantastic in one. And then you get Bioshock Infinite, which does it again on its head. You know, like you're saying, it's bright, it's in the sky, and you're just like, holy crap, how did they capture the magic of Bioshock again? You know, how did the lightning strike twice? You know, it, you know, it was just like, wow, they really did it. They gave us a new area. And the opening, you know, you get baptized and slide down the, you know, this right. giant tube. Uh, and it's like, but you're in this water area. So it's like this nod to Bioshock of like, where there's still water you're still here it's still bioshock you're walking through this glistening water floor in this you know giant cathedral type area and it does as much as it's so different from bioshock one it just lets you get this feeling of bioshock it's still there you know it still felt like we're we're still the same company we're still gonna give you bioshock but, you know, to try to embrace this new world, you're being baptized into a new Bioshock, you know, mm-hmm. and it was really fun for that. And then, yeah, you get out there and you do get this carnival and, and kind of seeing all these things. It's like, man, listening to the dialogue. And it's like, I'll, I have to say too, those like kaleidoscope looking in, you know, movie things. The first few, I was like, oh, cool. It's like Cuphead, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> going through it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels all right. And I was listening to them. But then after that, it almost only became like it would show you like one out of like 50 or 70 or whatever the number of them that exist are. I was kind of just touching them to get that number to go up, but I wasn't actually watching it later on Mm. in the game. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it almost also gave me, have you guys played uh, Dishonored? Yeah. I don't know if you played those games. It gave me that kind of vibe to the the setting and stuff like that too. The opening of Dishonored and how that is felt like the same area where you're going to try to find 
Elizabeth on the first time. The yeah. twins, I loved. I the music would change when you encountered them, yeah. and it was almost like this Alice in Wonderland feel oh, to totally. it. Totally. Of like you know, they would talk in Cheshire riddles. Cat, yeah, you know, kind of talking in riddles and stuff like that. Gave me you know Tim Burton and like all of that kind of vibes, and I love Tim Burton um, to death. I love all of his movies, and so that whenever they would pop in, I'm like, I love these people. Mm-hmm. Like these ones, <laughs> they have so much character, and it's just so eerie but then confusing and exciting and enthralling i loved everything about them uh but yeah it's like the first time seeing this kind of cloud city in the sky hook and stuff like that which is super shocking you said it's like the drill this time i went went super heavy guns you know i played so heavy on melee mm. on bioshock 2 and then your, the guns did feel good for for infinite so i did start to play much heavier on there and bioshock 1 i used my plasmids bioshock infinite i really didn't because of the it was almost like the way that they limited to them so like it was like there was different the way that they were like it wasn't by amount anymore i think it was like there was like individual slots of how many you could use right determined on which which plasmid it was so Mm -hmm. like say it was something that wasn't that powerful you may be able to use it four times but something that was powerful that same bar would only be two uses or something like that um i think that limited me from using the plasmids i think i wasn't i used them for puzzles i think the most i actually used was the possession one where i was only using that on the vending machines to get money to pop out so i would use possession all the time and get the you know money to pop out to then go buy ammo or whatever i needed because i played so heavy on weapons gotcha yeah i i mean i remember from when i played it i definitely used both um i I honestly, I don't know if it's just because I've been a platinum trophy hunter for so long and I try to just use all the mechanics. I don't usually ignore any mechanics um, unless it's like you do this or you do that. Like, do mm-hmm. I, you know, in some games you can either dash or you can parry. You can use a shield or you can dodge. And usually I'm a dodger, a dodging dash kind of person as opposed to the shield or parry. But uh, in I felt like in Bioshock Infinite, they had, just like with Bioshock Two, that the the guns and the vigors complemented each other. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, I really liked it, and I really liked the the verticality of the the skyhook, like not just using yeah. it as a melee weapon, but you like yeah. jumping on mm-hmm. those that those tracks cool. and just like spinning around. Now I will say there was a few times that I felt like I spent like yeah. way too long spinning around spinning trying to find that last. Whatever. I was like trying to find that last bad guy and mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm just going to stay on this thing until I find him and uh but yeah that was that was a really cool aspect I think of the the game really adding a dynamic to it where you're almost like on a roller coaster fighting enemies and uh yeah yeah uh, one more to go back to the the opening hour there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was funny when you had said it's not as dark as well, Chris. Um, you know, going up into the sky and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny because in the story sense gosh it felt so much darker than bioshock so like bioshock yeah there was some messed up things you know with that doctor that's trying to find make the perfect person like this one's too fat this one's too skinny you know there was some really dark stuff in that Mm -hmm. and all these you know kind of plasmid addicted people but like this one touched on you know racism and things like that and like wants yeah. you to like choose whether or not to throw a stone at this, you know, interracial yep. couple on stage, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I, it's like, 
that was dark. That yeah. was a really, really. Yeah, it's like sure. man, you know, God, they, you gotta they, think like. Go ahead. They tackle darker subjects, uh, but you're, 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 you're fighting uh, normal people. You're you're mm -hmm. fighting a lot of policemen, and then you're fighting the rebellion, and then but they're mm -hmm. all as it's in, in Bioshock one and two you're you're almost fighting like insane asylum yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like it's, put them it, out of their misery yeah. yeah so it's 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 darker in a sense that it, it would be it would be if i was there in in reality get me out of there asap as as the other place if if you if you're just living a normal life it's it's like peaceful it's colorful people are normal they're having tea you know it's it's mm -hmm. it's not everybody's crazy and killing each other yeah. you're a bad yeah. guy so for them so they all go after you but you're you're they're not completely crazy yeah they're brainwashed well, that, i think <laughs> that rolls us then into let's just get into the nitty-gritty of the story because yeah. i mean how many games have you played where you find out by the end that you're both the protagonist and the villain? Uh, what a, what a, what a, I don't know what to call it, like a mic drop moment where you realize yeah. that this is like a multiverse of madness kind yeah. of story where, mm -hmm. you know, you are both Booker DeWitt and Comstock. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you guys talk about the twins, the Lutes, Lutesi. Mm -hmm. Latessi yeah. twins like Robert and Rosalind they are the same person just in two different universes dimensions, that have found each yeah. other in two different dimensions they yeah. found each other and they have pretty much like been the behind the scenes traveling through the different dimensions working yeah. things and then discovering that one version of your character uh, Comstock is is going to make the world a terrible place like going to just bring destruction mm -hmm. uh, and his daughter is also going to bring destruction if led down the wrong path. And that daughter is Booker DeWitt's daughter that he gave away to his, his other dimension self. Yeah. yeah. Comstock. Minus so a finger. Can, minus a finger. Cause <laughs> she gets pulled through a little pinky finger and yeah. it gets lopped off. But yeah, that, what do you guys think of, of kind of, and I think it was, I feel like it was really far towards the end of the game where you discover your idea, oh yeah like, like your connection it was pretty much the end right yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's the ending credits. i think you well no you get a hint of it you get a hint of it there's one time where um i think you're fighting comes up before the the baptism scene again is where you really find out that yeah. mm -hmm. you are comstock but there's a i think you're either fighting comstock or he's over the radio towards one of these end fights and he almost addresses that you are him and you're like mm. you don't really catch it you don't really notice it but there definitely was something there where okay. it was yeah. like hey, almost like the same thing of like your father in bioshock one saying like are you really going to be controlled like this you know whatever mm -hmm. and he yeah. almost has this one liner that's like you know i i'm you you know it, it, like it's like subtle in there i can't i wish yeah. i could remember exactly what it was like unfortunately i've played so many games in between mm -hmm. but yeah. that part made so much more sense where it was like either he might have even been talking to elizabeth um saying like why are you you guys both coming after me like when he is me yeah. you know it's like it it was like a, a line almost like 
you're calling the kettle black. It's like, I am you dummy, you know, but like, yeah, you, you buy guys are both seeking these extremes. I can't remember exact, but there was a hint and that yeah, it only I'm comes sure out was. afterwards that you're right. like, Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we do need to touch on the other half of, of this, the other protagonist, which is Elizabeth, the girl that you're supposed to get that you're supposed to rescue uh, as Booker DeWitt. And mm-hmm. you later find out that she was your daughter uh, in, in the past. And, uh, but I want to real quick, just because we already talked about the guns and the vigors, like everything revolving around that gameplay, but Elizabeth's a very important part of the gameplay in this game, like her ability to rip through space and time Mm -hmm. and create distractions and, you know, offering you, uh, med packs and yeah, she picks up ammo and yeah, that was really really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And then her overall just contribution to the story. Like, I think she's probably my favorite character yeah, in, she's super in this fun. game. Like, she's super sweet, but then also a very, you can see that, like, almost that Rapunzel wrestling of, I want to be free, but yeah. I'm also loyal to my captor. Savior. Like, I love my, oh, my yeah. adopted father uh, who has taken care of me my whole life. And, and then her relationship with Booker, where it's yeah. very much... I think the first half, I feel like it's a very awkward Empire Strikes Back moment where you like feel like there is there something romantic between Elizabeth and Booker, <laughs> but then in the second half you discover yeah. no Booker's her dad and yeah. we're not going we're not going that weird route, but uh yeah discovering that you're her dad like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know about you guys but as a, as a well I can imagine for Chris I can probably say for Dylan I don't think you have any kids nope. right just a dog so I mean that's that's kind of like a hairy kid uh yeah the way that we treat this thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but but playing this as a dad when at the very end i discovered that that was booker's daughter like the the story took on a much more personal meaning to me Mm -hmm. fighting for my daughter like uh obviously i don't see myself as booker dewitt and a lot of the crazy stuff they go Mm -hmm. through i don't connect with but it's the very end when he sacrifices himself and yeah exactly and, and everything that happens it's like wow yeah uh what an ending to this game uh what did you guys think of all the multiverse of madness reveals everything that revolves around uh, that being the dad of you know booker being elizabeth's dad comstock being the version of booker that if he got baptized he became mm-hmm. a right-wing crazy you know bible thumping extremist yeah of christianity and if he refused he became an alcoholic pinkerton pretty much just mercenary guy that that couldn't live with anybody or do anything of any worth uh what did you guys think of that we'll go ahead and start with dylan yeah so i wish i could say that i was uh in love with it um i felt like the ability to go through all these time loops let them get a little too crazy i think they should have reeled it in a little bit unfortunately i felt like it let them break all of the rules you know Uh, they could do whatever they wanted and say whatever they wanted to say was happening because we could go at any timeline this could be a completely different multiverse version right um me and my buddy beaver got in a little argument during the playthrough because um in the time where they come through and they say like your debt has been paid right and they're they're taking your daughter the way that it had been sounding when they came in to to get you to do that it sounded like um it's comstock and then what's the 
what's your Booker? So Booker, it sounded like Booker was already in a world where Comstock was the overlord. So it sounded like Comstock, our Booker owed Comstock the the money. So it was like, it never said who he was in debt to. Mm-hmm. It was just like mm-hmm. that he was in debt. So you thought Booker, like in the way that it sounded out and saying that your debt was paid when you handed Comstock the baby, it sounded like you were paying off your debt to Comstock in the first place. So it was like, it sounded like there was two of them in the same world. And that's how yeah. I had taken it. The first beginning of it mm-hmm. was like, okay, so Booker is giving his daughter to Comstock to pay his debt to Comstock. So it was like, but then you find out he is Comstock. So I'm like, so is he paying his debt to himself? Well, that now makes no sense. You know, this feels stupid because Comstock could have just, you know, said, you know, it just didn't feel like it made sense. Like there would be no debt to yourself here, you know, whatever. And and this whole situation for then Elizabeth to get her pinky cut off. And, you know, me and Beaver kind of, you know, argues like, how did you think that? I'm like, literally he went back and watched. I was like, oh, I I can see what you meant by the way that that line was said. It did make it seem like Comstock could be the person, but if they would at least said who his debt were to in the very beginning would have made it, but he completely changed that. He doesn't know. They definitely used a third person. Like they made him like he, he was a drunk. He had big gambling problems and, Mm -hmm. and owed a lot of money. I think he, he never knew who he owed the money to. He was in, in such a bad spot in his life that he was ready to give his daughter uh and and they they do i know it's it's time travel and it gets crazy yeah but he he wants uh he basically wants his daughter comstock wants his daughter uh from another reality because he played around with i forget plasmids from bioshock Mm -hmm. infinite how they're called but he played around vigors and and they experimented so one he aged really quickly it's not like 50 years later, all his white hair is is just because of his experimentation. He he aged quicker and he got uh, infertile. Like he couldn't have kids, so he went he went ahead because they couldn't open up those tears. He's like, well, I'm just gonna grab my daughter from another reality. So yeah, uh, where I'm not where I'm not a aged old man, yeah. like Benjamin <laughs> Button or something. Yeah. So so I. I buy it. I know. I know. It's you know they 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 can break all the rules. So it may yeah. it may seem cheap, but to me to me, like on the first level of just my playthrough, it made sense. It 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 was fine. And then and then you get into explanations and everything, and it, it gets it gets really really crazy how apparently they 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 open you know when when you you see actual bioshock um um you see the rapture and you come out a window and you see a bunch of yourself uh when you go up rapture and you're outside on the water and i'm like there's little lanterns there's all the oh, yeah and, yeah, and you, all you of s- the different lighthouses yeah. were, were there yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so so all of those are people that got to that that point uh and and so they're all realities that they all have their own stories and they finally got to that point and they tried a bunch of stuff and at the very beginning when you see the lutesses and they they play heads or tails and they they say well it's 123 heads Mm -hmm. that's because you're the 123rd to go through that 
So they they have multiple, multiple, multiple bookers that tried and nothing yeah. worked. And the only thing that works is to uh, kill yourself in the kill end. yourself right before the baptism. Yeah. So it's and that's the the big ending. Like that is the end where Elizabeth has to drown you. You, I mean, you drown willingly, but yeah, her booker does. And and uh, by actually doing that, you're canceling um the selling of your daughter through or your yeah you're canceling you're, you're, yes but you, a you person the whole uh multiverse columbia like columbia yeah. never existed because you you do that and that explains also why you never hear of columbia in bioshock one because it never existed gotcha. you like canceled it you all wipe it you yeah just, it's a wipe hmm yeah, I mean, it felt like a powerful thing. Like, I, I liked it, but don't get me wrong. I definitely, it was, like you said, what <laughs> other thing have you been protagonist and antagonist, you know, at the same time? Like, pretty freaking cool. Again, they like lightning struck twice, club? you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but lightning struck twice with the setting of Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, and yeah. the they did a plot twist where it was like M. Night Shyamalan where he tries to do plot twists in everything all the time. This was like, no, this is actually a good one, you know, but I did think that there was some parts, I can't remember specifically, which just felt far fetched or where I wish that they had done it slightly differently. Yeah. Did you like the, uh, the, I like Bioshock infinite's version of a big daddy with a songbird. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It had the same feel of a big daddy, but definitely was not a big daddy. But the yeah. whole, like, learning the song and controlling yeah. the songbird, yeah. and then having the the fight on the airship. I know for you, Chris, you had a hard time with that that airship battle, right? With the, with the I hard time is maybe a bit of a stretch, bird. but I, I I played it like two. I I died maybe twice. I I think oh, okay. Not like a hard time then. But I wasn't playing on easy, so yeah, no no much merit. But I did really enjoy that fight. And if I'm not wrong, right, that you can call the songbird to to attack the blimps. Yes, yeah. that that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny yeah. when you said, um, you know, the Bioshock Infinite's version of the Big Daddy. I actually wasn't even thinking of the songbird. I was thinking of the George Washington like Sentinel robot. Yeah, well, those are you the. Know, that yeah. felt like the big thing of the area that would come in. That was. And, yeah, they both played their part as because the songbird was the protector of Elizabeth, mm-hmm. so that's where the that's the big daddy part I was thinking of. But yeah, then you have the the president yeah. robots that they are the, you're like mm-hmm. the big ones enemy you of actually that era. fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Would lumber around and fight. Yeah, you. and that that's true. I never saw it that way, but you needed when I think it's in the DLC that you you, you learn that they they went through a lot of testing to have the songbird imprint on her. So it's yeah. it's true okay. that it's similar to uh, a big daddy, mm-hmm. in that sense. But yeah, I I like those George Washington, and then you grab their gun after. Yeah. The, the oh, yeah. big uh, machine yeah. gun. You want that? Yeah. I think. Kinda... Get back to gameplay wise. Um, I often used Elizabeth's rift to do whatever flying one it was, and then I would possess that said flying robot to be my pal for all of these courtyard fights and things like that. Mm, yeah. I always, Smart. if there was, if there was a gray option, you know, these like kind of TV static yeah. and I saw one was in the air. I almost always just did that one and immediately possessed it. And it was like kind of my go-to 
uh, unless there was a George Washington robot in say like a housing style battle, I would often grab him and possess him. Hmm. That was a really fun way to play. Nice. It. Um, yeah, for sure. All right. Do you guys have any other uh, final Bioshock infinite thoughts? I was going to say, are we going to talk about DLC or we can? Yeah. I, I, can't didn't say. get to I, go through I remember it. i know gotcha. i did it i did it back okay. in 2015 but i don't remember but yeah what did you guys think of burial at sea go i didn't i didn't go to through burial at sea part two because my i was not having a good time with the remaster version of infinite or whatever you know in that collection it was chugging and dropping frames a lot chris was actually there when yeah. i was in burial at sea part one and it was just like, I'd have to be on stream be like, uh, that's not frame drops from the stream or anything like that. That's the game chugging. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on. Beaver, again, his stepdad loves to play uh, Bioshock Infinite. And his stepdad chooses to play the Xbox 360 version on the Xbox One because it runs better mm-hmm. than the collection version. So uh, I, I own it as well. I own all three of them without them being on the remaster collection. And so maybe I'll go back and try it that way. Uh, but I was just getting such a chug all the time that it really hindered me from mm-hmm. wanting to do Burial C Part 2. But Burial C was so cool. Going into Rapture again, you know, in, in this new age where... You know, I think the the plasmids, you know, transition from the infinite into, you know, Rapture here and like seeing it lively. So you got to see Rapture before the chaos, before the, you know, fall. Yeah. And it was so cool. Like that was a a sick thing to get into to be able to see you because that's what you crave, right? You want to see Rapture at its heyday. And so you get there and you see these shops and, you know, the plasmids are on sale at at the display here. And yeah, there's a few junkies around, you know, getting these plasmids, but the world has not gone crazy yet. And you're getting the waiter zooming around. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you're getting to see uh, the, the kind of area that Chris alluded to earlier, where he talked about, you know, these, these rich people getting these invitations and coming down and being this, you know, secret society down underwater you go into this area where there's this artist who's like i think he's killing people while they're you know like trying to get them posing they're like dancing and then he like kind of kills them while they're on this dance floor to get them into a weird pose i remembered that i can't remember where that was that's in yeah it was in burial at sea and like he makes you dance with elizabeth but then you don't die you know clearly but it was you know very weird but then that has the darkest ending to anything so uh you know again we're in a spoiler thing here if it's so hard for me to say spoilers (laughs) usually it's like i'm (laughs) like okay remember you're talking spoilers but yeah so um you are heating up the tubes of Bioshock. So the way, the places that you put the little sisters into when they're done, you know, harvesting, you are now trying to get this little sister to come out. Yeah. So you're like boiling these tubes and making them super hot. And you can hear her like, ah, ah, right. <laughs> and she doesn't want to come out of the tube, you know, and you're just, uh, we're going to smoke her out. And so you're heating up these tubes and then you go to get her out of the tube. And I don't remember why they're trying to 
to stop you, but somebody's trying to stop you as well from getting the little sister out of there and you're pulling her out of the tube. And then the simultaneous storyline of Bioshock Infinite of that same scene where Elizabeth loses the finger now is playing out and you don't realize that it's playing out. And all of a sudden you pull this little sister and the scene cuts and the baby doll's head rolls across the ground but you know this is the alternate world that yeah. in the other verse that is not a baby doll that just lost their head in the the cut just it's like elizabeth lost the pinky this is a a version of elizabeth who has now been beheaded yeah and it's like holy cow like it was the darkest thing ever and you're like oh my gosh what did i just watch <laughs> maybe that's why i was hesitant to go into burial at c2 maybe i was just so burnt that i was like I can't, I can't do another yeah. one of these, but that was, it was rough, mm. but it was cool to see rapture, rapture very lively for a minute until that yeah. really dark turn. Chris, you, what you did see, you think of, uh, well, real, real quickly, like, I, I think I, I, I thought that was the end of episode two. So you see, I like episode two to me, I guess was a bit more forgetful. I have to to re-see it quickly to, Maybe to remember I what both. it's about. I, I can't remember. Maybe uh, I played both. And... Uh, I, I thought that's how it all ended, but I I, I I would have to go back and see. So over overall, like super fun stuff. You go back to Lively Rapture. I loved it. Uh, but also in terms of twists, uh, Minerva's Den. Uh, did Ooh, you play yeah. that one? Like that's that's got a crazy twist too uh which is kind of similar to infinite when you think about it but uh uh it was i was bored i was bored 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 i'm like i i hope this is over soon and then you see the twist and like oh wow that was worth it like (laughs) (laughs) yeah did you play minerva's den uh dylan is that the escape room feeling dlc of it because it's a bioshock 2 uh, okay, and uh, it's it's like a story DLC where yeah, you you play as Project Sigma, a different. No, I didn't didn't do it then. No, um, so I didn't do any DLCs for one and two. If there were DLCs for mm-hmm. one and two, and yeah, then Infinite one didn't have showed no. there was three of them. There was Burial at Seas, and then there was an extra one. And the extra one felt like it was just this. It wasn't like, a story DLC. No, yeah, it, was it felt just like this like arena escape fighting. room, yeah, like style game where like you had to figure out the puzzle of like how to get out of this mm-hmm. room or how to get to said room. And I just, I played two minutes of it and was like, it's choppy. I can't get through it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Minerva's Den was pretty much you were you were playing as a big daddy again, but you were listening to. Uh, a man by the name of Porter, who I thought sounded a lot like Obama. Uh, he was guiding you through the entire game or the story, I guess. And then you get at the end and you discover that he was a, he was an IT guy that created a supercomputer uh, to hold his, like hold his psyche mm-hmm. yeah. and, and was trying to preserve his wife, uh, wife's memory, preserve his wife's this preserver like conscious conscience, yeah, I guess the preserver conscious and you discover that you as Sigma, you were actually Porter who had been changed into a big daddy. Oh, and wow. So there was like this. Yeah. Cool. Thing that sounds pretty cool there. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So the DLCs were definitely just good stories that built upon yeah. already crazy. Yeah. Good. But very deep. dark. 
Very dark. Very dark. Very dark for sure. I'm not. Uh, I'm not usually a DLC guy either. Uh, I, yeah, you know, I, I usually me skip it. Either. There's the Spider-Man oh. ones that were really good. Other than yeah, that, I never play DLC. Did you say uh, Spider-Man? It's not his last name. It's Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> it's not Pete Spider-Man. There's a whole bunch of Spider-Man. There's like uh, there Spider-Man Spider 2020, and then you know, yeah. there's. It's the Spider-Man picture where they're all pointing at each other. That's the Spider-Man. Spider yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, but I'm not a DLC person. I, I've been so burnt by DLC mm -hmm. lately that I'm like, when I mean, people say DLC or even now the new term instead of DLC director's cut, you know, yeah. I'm just so hesitant because there has been so few DLC that have been good besides say infinites, you know, and infinites, yeah. you would have, it had to be included in the remaster collection for me to do it. Cause otherwise yeah. there wasn't a chance that I was risking it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. All right, guys, to wrap things up, I want you to rank Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite. As a series? Yep, from your least favorite to your favorite. Okay, rank them okay, in order. Worse yeah, to rank best. them in order. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah, just whichever one you like the least to the one yeah. you like the best. So I threw it on you, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go in order of release. Bioshock 1 is my least favorite, then Bioshock 2, then Bioshock Infinite. Hmm. I I go uh two uh two one three. So two is my least favorite. Uh and then my favorite is definitely infinite. So we're gonna have three different orders. That's yeah, really we are. Yeah. Yep, mine is two three one. That's funny because you guys knew <laughs> that it was gonna be one. one. You know, it was it had to <laughs> yeah, be one. Yeah, we knew what would be one. It had to be yeah. one, but yeah. Two three there one. Yeah. Poor two. But see, this <laughs> is the thing, you know, so everybody watching, you know, uh sometimes there's just a thing that says even the worst bioshock game is still got an amazing game you know yeah, like so it's sure. like there's so yeah. many series like that that even if it's say the worst in the series mm -hmm. it's still an amazing game that could top tier any other games you know oh, it's yeah, like for sure goodness just hearing that you know two is the worst it's just like you know the least favorite in a great great series it's like yeah if you didn't have one or infinite, two would still be an amazing game on its own. Yep, definitely. And, and you know, now that it's available as a trilogy, uh, and and all of that comes into one package. If you have PlayStation Plus, you know, it's it was all in there. So uh, you know, together with the DLCs, it took me uh, forty five hours for the three games plus DLC. Um, I mean, you know, around I mean, 12 like, hours per main, main game and then yeah. the, about three hours per DLC on average. So it's, you know, for uh, because they're all so amazing, like like you said, even the worst is super fun. So definitely recommend yeah. the, the trilogy if, if you have that kind of time to yeah. put into a series. Yeah. It's not that yeah. long, right? We, we play games that are much longer than that whole trilogy. Yeah. I was going to say, compared to Final Fantasy VII Remake, those are rookie numbers. <laughs> yeah, 45 I mean, hours. I mean, that's nothing. I literally today hit 45 hours on my save for Persona 5, and I'm like a quarter of the game in. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, what it feels man. like. You know, that's another one that's that I want to play. That's a 100 to 150-hour game, and I'm like, wow. I, uh, I feel like there's still game mechanics that they haven't sprinkled in yet, and I'm 45 hours in. Yeah, That's crazy. Craziness. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's all for our 
bodaciously bonafide spoiler cast for the Bioshock series, as is tradition. Some quick, quick housekeeping where we offer towels, fluff pillows, topped with Andy's candies, and tip you off to the GMG news you need to know. Uh, Dylan, quest for nostalgia. Plug your show. Uh, how can people connect with you on YouTube, Twitch, etc.? Yeah. So like we said, I'm a YouTube content creator and a Twitch streamer as well. It is quest for nostalgia with the number four in there. And yeah, I do about a video every single week on YouTube and just fun content there. And if you want to catch out and see what I'm playing on Twitch, it's the same handle there. Sweet. Definitely uh, worth checking out. Got some yeah, for sure. For sure. Quality, I love his stuff. Streaming. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of streaming, the GMG stream team, stream, bleep, GMG stream team is on and popping. Chris the Rock is streaming at the butt crack of dawn, 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every single day. And then I stream a little bit after that uh, later on in the day on most days of the week. Mark catches us on Saturday nights. He's our nighttime representative on Saturdays and sometimes other random days. But uh, yeah, we're playing everything from Days Gone to apex and Splitgate. uh i've been playing a lot of hades lately mm-hmm. uh, so there's there's quite a variety to check out um if you prefer tweeting on twitter discoursing on discord you can join us on there also there'll be uh, links in the show notes and then finally if you get a chance rate and review us on apple podcasts and Podchaser because it somehow it helps us reach new joiners and uh we just want to give people of course uh an option to uh let their voice be heard so uh, feel free to do that as well. Alrighty then, Chris the Rock, Dylan the Oak, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two, three, four.